If you're looking to buying a new home or selling your home, please go see Legacy Realty Group Remax Vantage and speak to Valdir Baptista Korea, real estate agent at 508-441-1628. His email is Realtor at gmail.com. His motto is your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. That's Valdir Korea at 508 441 1628. You can buy a home or you can sell the one you have. But see this guy. Like he says, your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. podcast a weekly show with the one person to make you say really charlie on the really charlie podcast tune in Hey, this is your host, Charlie Perry. Welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. Today's guest is Colleen DeWicke and Ross Grace Jr., members of the New Bedford School Committee. I am very honored to have both of them here taking time um, away from their duties, you know, whether it's home or work, you know, other school committee, to, to taking their time to inform the Really Charlie Podcast um, listeners that what's going on and and for one, I just want to let you two know that in my whole lifetime of voting, this group of school committee members is is one of my favorites. And um, I have so much confidence from top to bottom that this group will accomplish many, many things during your term and during the next term of the other individuals. And um, I cannot I cannot wait to see how this flourishes and um, you know, congratulations to both of you for the title well-earned. Thank you so much, Charlie. Um, yeah. F- first of all, you know, it's, it's a pleasure to be on again, Charlie um, with my colleague, Colleen DeWicke. I'm excited about the opportunity to, uh, you know, talk a little bit about uh, why uh, we've run for school committee and just keep people updated about uh, some of the things that's going on. I, you know, I think it's really important. Um, to, to have a vehicle uh, for the community, yes. to um, have the ability to, to, to learn about what we're doing. Um, prior to me running, um, I didn't know too much about what the school committee really, really did, you know. And so, um, you know, Charlie, you're providing a platform and the opportunity for us to kind of speak about uh, what we're doing, why we're doing it, um, and hopefully maybe uh, maybe even inspiring other people who watch us. Maybe one day, um, you know, I might want to run for school committee, you know, so I just want to thank you for having me on, you know. True, true. Yeah. yeah. So, so no, Colleen, that, so go ahead. For having go ahead, me. Colleen. And I'd say what I'm really excited about, to your point, Charlie, is we have a really great crew and Ross and Melissa are adding so much already to the school committee. And then selfishly, they're giving me a lot of energy, too. This is my second true. term and 
The school committee can be a bit of a slog, uh, especially mm -hmm. during a pandemic, as you might imagine. We're talking a lot about the things that are holding us back. And now we're moving into a new phase of opportunity and hopefully moving beyond yeah. COVID and really getting to make use of our talents on the committee and in the school district. So it's yeah. an exciting time and yeah. we really appreciate the opportunity to tell people yeah. why. Yeah. Great. We, um, it's funny during this <clears throat> pandemic, we, uh, we all become Zoom professionals. I wonder if we can add that to our resume. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. And, speak, and speaking of the pandemic, um, uh, uh, we, would, uh, we were beginning uh, March 7th on uh, Monday where masks are no longer a mandate. Um, and again, that's a very, very emotional topic. Uh, we're talking about children's health here. We're talking about something that, that um, you know, is very, very dangerous. And there's a lot of information, misinformation and disinformation regarding it. Um, but ultimately, the superintendent did consult um, uh, with, with other appropriate channels. Um, mm -hmm. And it's accordance with the state and the city that um, it's no longer mandated for students and staff to wear masks. And why I think, why I do support that, Charlie, and, and, and Colin could, you know, she could chime in. Why I do support that is because, um, you know, it puts, it puts the responsibility back in the parents, in the families. And again, it is to be taken seriously. I think there was a point where everybody, I think the mandate did make sense. You know what I'm saying? But I think as, you know, according to the information that we're getting in, in uh, you know, um, I think it makes sense to put the hands uh, the power back into the hands of the parent. So if a parent and a child decide to wear a mask because that's be that's best for them, then they get to. Um, but in the, in, at the same token, we do ask that parents and, and students be respectful of one another, you know, be courteous of one another. Um, because again, these are trying times and, and the schools are doing this and I'm sure they'll be monitoring how it's working. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yes. we encourage the families when you have children out there, talk with them. You know, there's not more important than, than after school uh, talking about their days, about their homework, about their teachers. There's not more important than that. And talk about COVID. Do they feel comfortable with it? You know, what are the issues concerned? You know, um, everything uh, can't just be on the schools and on the state. You know, it's, we have a role as family members, as parents, you know, to make decisions that's in the best interest of that kid. So um, that began Monday, March 7th. And again, Colleen and I are both available for any questions or concerns at any time through our emails or through uh, a lot of times social media. So if you have questions or concerns, you know, feel free to utilize it as a tool. Right, Colleen? So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. The, uh, now, um, just for, uh, I, I just want to know, when do you have these meetings? You know, how, how do we, uh, I'll just, let's start that off. That's, I think that's very important at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. When are your meetings? And how often yeah, do you I can, yeah. I can take that one and, and maybe Ross and I can just talk a little bit about what the school committee does and how yeah. people can connect. So we do have a monthly meeting for the full committee and we meet on the second Monday of every month. Most often that's the case. Sometimes there's a Monday holiday that will bump it. So I think our next meeting is April 11th. Yep. Those are at six o'clock at Keith Middle School in the community room. And they're open to the public, so yeah. people can either show up and you can even sign up and participate in public comment. You can watch the videos. They're all recorded. There are minutes. Um, so they're really great ways for people to engage both actively by coming or passively by keeping up with the videos. Yeah. And, and it's important, Charlie, and, 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 and I mean, Colin can, can reiterate, because this is why we ran. Um, a lot of it is dry. A lot of it can be very mundane and procedural. I think Colleen and myself, Melissa, and everybody on board, I think we're trying to make it more transformational. I think we're trying to find ways that we can really be part of the, the solution and being part of the whole process. But it's important that parents and families, even though the meetings are dry, to, you know, to, to, to keep an eye on things because there are important decisions that are made there, you know, and, and you want to get to know the people who you voted for and put there, you know, and you want to hold us accountable, you know? So... Um, being part of it and showing up to, to a meeting and, and saying your concerns. You know, sometimes there are going to be people who, who feel strongly one way or another, people who feel strongly another way. But if, if we're not hearing things, if we're not being a part of the process, then uh, what we believe in and what we value doesn't, doesn't translate into everything. And Colleen can get into this a little bit more detail. So, what, so if you, you have a concern and you want to bring it to uh, the school committee and the mayor's attention, um, uh, then you can actually sign to go in and speak in front of the, speak in front of the committee and the mayor um, 
and, and address your concerns. So Colin, can you kind of like get maybe a little bit more detail on what that process is like for parents and family members who want to express concerns? Yeah, sure. So one way, as Ross said, is you can come to a meeting, you show up a little bit early and fill in a form that just says who you are, and we will make sure you're on the agenda to speak. That's also really intimidating. That's not necessarily the the best way even to move something forward and say, mm -hmm. if you've got an issue, if you're struggling to navigate something as a parent, as a student, as a community member, reach out to the school committee. And yeah. you don't necessarily have to email all of us at once. If you know one of us, great. If you just feel like you want to blast the whole committee, that's fine too. But let us know your concerns and our job is to make sure to field them to the best person. Yeah. Usually what we say, and I actually got a text today um, from someone with a concern about MCAS, and I said, step right. one, go to your child's principal because they know what goes on in the building and they're responsible for your child's experience. So we okay. try and direct people to the quickest and best yeah. pathway. But if you don't get what you need, then you come to us and then we can help elevate your request, make sure the yeah. superintendent knows about it. Um, yeah. That's our job, and our job yeah. is to look out for the students. So we do that yeah. however we can. Yeah, sure. and, and Colleen, that's important. In, in in terms of what our job is as school committee member, is we we want to hear concerns, um, and we want to be able to give you an honest answer. And we do work closely with the superintendent. We do work closely with the mayor, and we work with some really really good colleagues who bring a lot to the table and from from different walks of life, different exp experiences. So utilize us as a tool. That that's what we're there for. You know what I'm saying? So. And speaking a little bit about school committee calling, maybe we can even talk a little bit about it because prior to me, like really uh, running, I didn't know too much. I mean, so the school committee is composed of uh, six individuals, um, six individuals for four year terms. All right. So uh, every three years, I'm sorry, every two years, uh, three candidates, uh, uh, it's almost like a rotational cycle uh, would run. So there's, mm -hmm. there'll always be three people uh, who, who have that experience who are sitting and then the opportunity for new candidates to run and for those who are up for re-election to, to, to uh, re-establish their voice in the community and their ideas and stuff, you know? So that's how it works. It, it's, it, it's, there's six of us there, they're four-year terms. Um, and like I said, I, I encourage people, you know what I'm saying? Because it's easy to get on Facebook and, 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 to, and, and to just vent your, your anger and frustration, but it's important to get involved, to be part of the solution, you know? And I think that's probably why Colleen ran. That's what I. That's why I ran. Um, it's easy just to like complain about the schools are doing, schools are doing that, the city's doing, the city's doing that. If we have those concerns, you know, take that step in and be willing to 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 get into a position where you might be able to influence some some things and change some things. You know. True. Yeah. yeah. I just comment on the bottom. It says the April and May meetings will be held at the high school. April school choice and May is the budget public hearings it's majority the recording oh that, that's Marjorie. The, hey marge that's uh, marge good looking out marjorie all right how yeah. we doing miss fernandes nice nice yeah. and maybe so, that's a, a good segue to talk about what is the school yeah. committee's job so primarily we oversee the budget and we oversee the superintendent and if you're familiar with the nonprofit board of directors it's sort of similar it's the idea that there is a group of people in our case elected by our community to make sure that the schools are running in a way that reflects the needs and the opportunities of our place. And we do that by hiring a superintendent. So about three years ago, we had a hiring process that brought on Mr. Thomas Anderson, um, who's been leading our district. We do his evaluations and provide him feedback. And that's our main point of contact as a school committee. We're not out yeah. there emailing teachers, talking to guidance counselors. Our job is to sort of direct and advise and give feedback on the superintendent. Yeah. And the other piece is the budget. So we're the yeah. stewards of the money, and it's a significant amount of money. It's um, oh, now I'm going to miss the number, Ross. I have to pull up my notes. But <laughs> Good. I don't, we will be uh, in the 200 millions for our budget next year. Yeah. Um, I think right now I want to say it's 192 million, but let's maybe I'll try and look that up during this meeting. It's a lot of money, and it's yeah. the seven of us, so the six elected people plus the mayor who's elected and serves by his role. Um, and we're deciding where that money goes and where we have oversight. And if something goes wrong with the money, it's on us. And if we're missing yeah. opportunities, it's on us. Yeah. So to Marjorie's point, we have a, a budget hearing and people have an opportunity to figure out how we're using the money. Right. And I think the money is kind of boring if you're looking at spreadsheets, but it really reflects what our priorities are. So if you're right. looking at how we're spending our money, it shows you what we care about as a school district. And there are some opportunities, and Ross and I will talk about those later, that we're really excited to be spending yeah. our money on. Yeah. Good. And again, and, and, 
and John, one second, Ross, okay, before you, where the videos of the school committee, where are they shown? Is it just cable access? Yeah. Yeah, the best place to go is the cable access website, and then um, they post all of those videos of the meetings. All right. Excuse me. I'm sorry, Ross. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that that's no, that's perfectly fine. Um, and I'm just, again, you know, I, I can't hammer home enough the importance of, um, you know, we were talking about what the committee looks like and the, the, the work that we do um, in watching those videos. I, I just, I, I have to con uh, continue to reiterate that Colleen just went over, you know, the budget, there's, there's money out there, you know what I'm saying? And the school committee um, helps shape how that money is spent. So as a parent, um, as a guardian, it's important for you to be aware of what school committee is doing and share those things because there might be an idea that, 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 that comes into somebody's mind that the superintendent hears or, um, you know, like a, uh, the a school committee member uh, takes into consideration, say, wow, that's not a bad idea. You know, maybe we can work this or we can add this on to this vision, you know. So, like I said, the resources are out there. And it's kind of, you know, it's the school in collaboration, I, you know, with the community and school committee members um, to make sure that it is being spent right, you know. Yeah, um, and, and, and it's going to the right places to your students. So, again, that goes back, and I'm, I'll probably say this a million one times, it's the importance of being involved. It's the importance of being aware. So show up to those meetings or watch the videos, shoot Colleen an email, myself an email, and say, this is what I'd like to see. This is what I think we're missing. And, as you know, we don't have a magic wand to, take it, to just make it happen. Um, but those things will be considered. They'll, they'll be addressed. Your voice matters. Yeah, it's very, um, you know, it could be a very um, trying times, you know, when you're reviewing a budget. Uh, and then later on, you do that budget, and then you have to amend something at yeah. some point, you know, take from one to put to the other, you know, it, it's adjustments. But, you know, good people that are behind the table and, and listening yeah. to different uh, different things, essential things in the school district like you two and, and many others, I uh, I think that when you're doing those amendments, it's for the betterment of the school district. And um, yeah. so keep up the good work. Thank you. And, and that kind of segues into, you know, talking about the budget stuff. You know, I think it's important because I didn't, the, again, um, you know, Colleen and I were talking about our presentation today. We want, we want to present things in a way that people who have no understanding about things so that they know what we're doing. And so we figured we'd just briefly go over some of the uh, committees that we have um, and, you know, a brief um, overview of, of what we do. And maybe Colleen can talk a little bit more about some of the uh, committees before, we, uh, before myself and Melissa came on. But right now we have an academic achievement committee, governance and policy, and finance and operations. So there's three committees that we sit on, and those kind of uh, those committees reflect the basic needs of, of of what we should have in the school. Again, we're talking about academic achievement, um, working to to monitor and make sure that our students are staying um, having their needs met to learn the best that they can, uh, best practices, resources in the classroom. Uh, governance and policy committee members, uh, governance and policy is looking at the overall picture and how things um, are, are running, you know, policies and, and, and procedures in our buildings. And Colleen, you know, you get into it more because you know more than I do. And finance and operations, and that gets into the budgetary stuff. So those are the three committees that we have. And Colleen was there prior to me, and she's here now. So maybe, you know, Colleen, if you could share a little bit about what things were going on, uh, how things were then and, and the differences now and some of the little changes that we're seeing. Yeah, and I'll even talk about our process. Um, what was pretty cool about this, how we changed some of our committees, is that at the end of 2021, in December, I think it was, Josh Amaral, the outgoing school committee, and I got together with Ross and Melissa on Zoom, like we're doing now, and we just had a conversation about, you know, this is our experience, this is what to look for, and then we got yeah. chatting about, you know, why do we do things this way, and let's mm -hmm. think about, are there ways we can do things better? And that's what's great about having new people on the school committee is just asking those questions and and pushing us to think differently. So as a result of that conversation, we pushed for a governance committee. And governance is sort of a boring word, but it just really means leading ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. we need to think about, as a school committee, we represent what's possible in our community. We need the best, the brightest, and the people who really are truly dedicated to the mission of supporting yes. our kids. Yes. So let's hold ourselves accountable. Let's set some goals for what that means. Um, yeah. And that's what we're going to do. Ross and I are on that committee, along with Chris Cotter, 
So we'll be doing that along with a policy piece. And the policy yeah. piece is just as important because policies yeah. involve masks. But even last yeah. year, we made a recess policy where every elementary student is guaranteed at least 20 minutes of recess. That's the kind of thing that the school committee can take on. A school committee yeah. doesn't always choose to do it, but we want to choose to do it and stretch ourselves. Yeah. Good. And, and the governance and policy that that, that committee, um, it, it's important because um, again, in my short time, short time there, Charlie and, and Colleen, you know, it's, it's only been a short amount of time. What I've, I've learned about the superintendent is he has an outstanding vision. He's a thoughtful man. Um, he, he cares about, about the students. I think he, he, he um, has values that reflect um, the best ways to learn. And he gives the openness and, and the trust within the school building to do that. Um, he gives a lot, a lot of autonomy to each building and he does micromanage. Uh, you know, I, it's a pleasure to get to know him and work with him and hopefully, you know, we continue to foster that relationship. Um, at the same time, we also want to make sure that we have the right leadership in the buildings. And I, and I'll talk very frank about that. Um, you know, people and I had worked in the schools for, for 17 years and, um, uh, the school principal shapes the environment and culture of that building. There are tons and tons of expectations that come down to a building, um, you know, constant, um, um, constant uh, test, constant assessments, um, uh, teachers constantly being observed, ev evaluated. There's a lot. There's a lot of pieces. Very often, um, we don't have enough teachers in the building. Um, uh, so, you know, if teachers giving up prep time, um, there's a lot. So it's important for the leadership in our buildings, our principals to reflect the values that Mr. Anderson has that I know he promotes and the needs of that community. And there are some principals doing an outstanding job. You know, I was, um, you know, Carter Brooks just read, they, they showed outstanding growth, you know, they, they, they uh, in, in their ELA and, and math scores. I mean, and this is a school that, you know, they, they serve a relatively urban community, you know, so you're seeing these incredible things going on in our buildings. Um, but that's because you have an outstanding principal. And you can have a principal who also um, can can have an agenda that doesn't reflect or, or have a has a uh, approach that doesn't um, uh, connect with their staff and students, you know, and that can be uh, that can be a major impediment to how the building um, um, is, is how a building operates. It, it impacts the teacher's uh, morale and, and uh, sense of commitment to the building. It, it, it shapes the energy. So we want to make sure that, you know, that we're working closely to um, have the right people in our buildings, Charlie, and having those conversations with the superintendent, listening to parents. I'd say good leaders. Um, this comment here says community, community members can go to the New Bedford Public Schools website and click on our community, our schools, and click on school committee on the left-hand side to view recorded meetings, agendas, meeting minutes, and see committee members' contact information, which is very important. Awesome. And I'm going to leave that comment up for a few seconds. Well, yeah, it's in yeah, the comment it. section. Yeah, it's in the comment section. So, um, yeah, yeah. the uh, but the, that's real important. You know, we can't assume that everyone knows right what what you all are doing. Yeah, what what everyone we can't assume that uh, we all know yeah. where the school school committee. Uh, meetings are that's right know, so that's right a lot of people and this, this is what i like about the podcast so yeah, yeah. And, and one second ross yep Co colleen do you um you know being a veteran now in your in your in your position um and uh you i know you as an open person and, and willing to speak to anybody and also being on it does you do you still have that same role do you still keep your personality when you're conducting that role as a school committee member, where you're so open and welcome to people, um, you know, when, like you already said it, you already touched on it with you and Josh and Ross and Melissa meeting, you know, and that's, that's very good. Sometimes there's people in certain positions that are not open to, yeah. to newcomers. And I'm glad yeah. that you did that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Thanks, and, Charlie. And, and I want to thank and Josh. I Go ahead, Colleen. To too, you know, for me, as I said, you know, school committee, it's it's a slog. As Ross said, we're meeting, we're on subcommittees, we're on monthly meetings. 
It's something that gives me energy when we've got new colleagues and we have new opportunities, but it's not something I want to do forever. So this is even to me an opportunity um, for me and Ross to invite people. Let us know if you think you might want to run for school committee, because I would love to, you know, four years from now, recruit my successor and help somebody else run because, you know, I know how to make the system work for my kids at this point, and I'm glad to have an opportunity to help the system work for everybody's kids, but other people need that opportunity too. So this is my invitation that, you know, in two years, there'll be an election for three of the seats and we need yeah. fresh faces. We need more parents involved. Yeah, we yeah. need more people from our communities of color. So reach out if you want to start just learning about what do we do? What does it take? And how can we support you thinking about that journey? Yes. And, you know, it's nice that you're encouraging people and, and it's just, I just want everyone to understand that when it comes to running for politics, you know, you got to be ready for it. You got to be committed to it. Don't play games with it. It's very, very important. It's very essential to our community, essential to our country. And, um, you know, so, you know, take it serious. Don't just play games with it and, and, um, it's, you know, it's your name, it's your family name. It's the name that your mo- yep. your mom and dad gave you, you know, so right. you're putting that name on a ballot to be elected. So make, just show some pride in that, you know, and, yeah. and take it all seriously. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just to piggyback on that too, you know, we, and we talk all the time is, you know, we have to take into consideration that, you know, uh, people literally gave their lives for us to vote, you know, I mean, outside of the local politics, national politics, uh, People were thinking of this moment right now um, when they were giving their lives or being incarcerated uh, to for us to vote. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they were thinking about us, you know, at this very moment. You know what I'm saying? So I I think it's important, if nothing else, to to respect that. And and going to the point, a lot of people say it doesn't make a difference. And I understand that when you're talking nationally, but locally, it does make a difference. Mm -hmm. You know, it literally, you know. Each and every vote matters. And when people of like minds uh, vote together and have like a block, you know, city officials, city administrators recognize that block. And then if that block has ideas, um, then people are going to listen to that because these people voted for something or an idea that other people are going to have to take notice of. You know what I'm saying? Or they're going to put an individual in who... Uh, other uh, city officials can be like, all right, we have to take notice of it. They're sending a message. So your voting does matter, you know? And again, you know, not to get my soapbox, but I think we all agree um, the importance of being part of the process, you know? So, True. Yeah, yeah. yeah. True. The, I remember Colleen when she first started and she was walking around our neighborhood yeah. and, and, you know, and it, it looked so great, you know, it was her. And her family and I said, "Cool, you know, high five, you know, that's awesome." And yeah. and it, it's so she hit the pavement, you know. Oh yeah. With her, put her sneakers on and she was ready, you know. Yeah. And why not start exactly at your doorstep and yeah. work around from there, and just move and move until you get out to the other outskirts. And um, so, and then Ross, you did the same thing, you know. Yeah. You know. Both of you were organic about your your committee, your um, campaign, and 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 look what happened. Look at the results. Yeah, you. You're here in those seats, doing yeah, your yeah. job. Yeah. And 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 that's the exciting thing, Charlie. Is you know, you walk into this, and you know, you're, you're going from campaign mode, which can be very very intense, and then all of a sudden you're in governance mode, and you're sitting down, and you're learning. You know. But that's why it's important, you know, Colleen and, and Josh reached out to my, Melissa and myself, you know what I'm saying, to kind of let us know, um, you know, some of the some things to be expected and just creating a comfort level, you know what I'm saying, because there, there's a massive, massive learning curve. And we're still, you know, I'm still taking all of this. I'm still taking all this stuff in. Um, I, I, the most important thing is, is recognizing and respecting the individuals on the committee. Because there's a wealth of information and, and a wealth of knowledge within the, the six people there. And Colleen, maybe we can just, um, you know, you, we have Mr. Jack Livermento, wonderful man, uh, a, 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 a staple of the Cape Verdean community from our, our Lady of the Assumption community. Um, we have Mr. Chris Carter, you know, a police officer, uh, a straight-up guy uh, with, with um, incredible knowledge um, and incredible sense of commitment to the city. And Colleen, you, you know, we have... I don't know if you want to talk about some of the other ones, just so I'm yeah. not all, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you got, yeah, so Oliveira, um, 
he has taught me so much about the finance and operations aspect. And, you know, New Bedford was not always in great shape financially as a school district, but we have a terrific uh, CFO, Andrew O'Leary, mm-hmm. who is oh, the yeah. one that the community would be really satisfied to know he, he's looking at our numbers, but that wasn't always the case. We didn't always have our house in order. And so the finance and governance committee is pouring over those numbers every month. And Bruce is just such an expert on that and also an expert on thinking about our facilities and our spaces. Um, one of the opportunities that I think Ross and I want to talk about is something called ESSER. It's the Elementary and Secondary School Emergency Relief Act that is giving New Bedford Public Schools, I think it's just over $70 million right now. Mm-hmm. And we have an opportunity to take care of some of our spaces that we've just been sort of fixing up as problems yeah. become too big to ignore. Um, so Andrew and Bruce have really been thinking about how do we get ahead of things so that we're not fixing things up, but we're improving our spaces. And and outdoor spaces are something I'm really excited about too. How do we create outdoor learning yeah. environments so that our kids can get out of the classroom? And never mind during a pandemic, even just the fact that being outside, breathing fresh air, stretching your legs during the school day just does wonders for kids. Yeah, it's, um. see, I was I experienced that in middle school in the L.A. County, you know, I was born and raised. I mean, I was born here in New Bedford, then we went to L.A. Yeah. And there's one thing that we were able to do is go outside and learn, you know, and where you're, you're, you you have your English class out there, you have science out there, oh, yeah. history, everything's out there. And, and you wasn't, you know, it wasn't an uncomfortable feeling. It was a good feeling. Class yeah. went by pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So, Gotta make but, um, learning is fun, it, yeah. And then we have Melissa Costa too. Melissa, you know, yes. she, she 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 got voted in with me. And um, you know, you talk about vibrancy and energy. I believe she's the first Latina to ever be elected to the Bedford School Committee. Um, you know, so we, we just have we just have a real vibrant, real diverse uh, group of people who 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 care about the city. And that's exactly why we get paid so much, right, Colleen? You know, that's why we get the big bucks, you know. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but we know we have, we have a really, really good group of people. And again, you know, you utilize us as a resource, you know. But, I like this comment about uh, says Colleen has been oh, an yeah. awesome addition to the committee. I love her outlook and support for our students. She has the best interests of them in mind, as well as not being afraid to question or express her opinion. Opinions. You know, I do want to say here I am inviting people to run, but the thing I also want to point out is do it for the right reasons. And that's why I'm so excited Mm -hmm. to have Ross and Melissa, especially because you know they're here for our number one constituent, which is the children. And the hardest thing about school is, I mean, we were all kids in school and we know that you don't feel like you have a voice when you're a student. So Mm -hmm. many members, we might hear more from parents. We might hear more from teachers because they're adults with email accounts, but you know, for us, it's really about what is the best thing for our kids. And if we can't ask those questions, then we shouldn't be here. Yeah, exactly. And uh, going go to, um, you know, some some of the money that the school has and, um, you know, Colin, we, maybe we can talk a little bit about some of the, uh, you know, the, there's some new positions that are coming out. And again, I, we can't go too much in detail because still kind of like in that development stage, we put a vote on the other day, but it's going to be growing and I'm sure it'll be tweaked or whatever. But there were two new positions that the school committee voted upon. And, um, you know, we have uh, an out of school time manager and, you know, Colleen, you, you can uh, jump in and because you, you probably got it more yeah. than I do. I feel really strongly about this, so I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I know too, yeah. And it's actually posted. So I noticed if you go on School Spring, it's the website where most school jobs are listed. So this out-of-school time manager job is something that I, as a parent, and I have a kindergartner and then a mm-hmm. three-year-old, so a, a future public school student. And yes. one thing I was actually pretty struck by, being a school committee for four years, I knew a lot about the system, but becoming a parent of a kindergartner, I saw... Things don't work quite the way I expected yeah. them to. And, you know, one of the first things I was having conversations with parents and there was a mom who's a teacher and she said, how do I drop my kid off before school? School starts after my school day starts. And do we have any before school programs? And I had reached out to the superintendent and there, there are very few um, in our school district. So the superintendent and his team really recognized, you know what, we need to better meet the needs of our working parents. And the school day is really short. When my neighbors drop off my son at, you know, he gets home at 2.30, 3 o'clock. I'm like, what are you doing here already? You know, there should be ideally 
stay after school for an hour, have an opportunity to do some enrichment. And that's what this position is designed to do, is to think about how do we give our kids more opportunities for enrichment, but also how do we support our working parents, which overwhelmingly New Bedford parents are working parents. So we need support taking care of our kids. Um, My son said the other day, he said, well, why does school have different hours than when parents work? And, you know, bingo, right? Why have we Mm -hmm. not that system where we know we can't expect teachers to meet the needs of our kids for more hours, but we can create new opportunities with the programs and resources we have. So folks should check out that website and look at that position. I think it'll really be a game changer for parents and kids. Yeah. And, and then the other one that we um, vote on too. I'm trying to. Did you want to... Go ahead. I'm, I'm yeah. just trying to copy the website so I can add it to, uh, add it to the screen for us. Great. Thanks. Go ahead, Ross. Yeah, and the other position that we were talking about that we vote on is a college, college um, and career information manager, which is really, really good because there was just, you know, the, there was a whole, um, you know, the, the citywide conversation about having an innovative charter school and why a lot of people, um, you know, why some of the people were advocating for it was because of, um, you know, some of the college readiness and, and the, um, the credits, you know. So I think it's important that people understand that um, the district was listening to that and we're, we're trying to create means that we have people in place to help students, um, you know, prepare for college or just for career readiness. And again, Colleen's far more articulate in this than I can, but maybe you could talk a little bit about, um, you know, our, our new position that the college and career information manager, you know? Yeah. And that was just posted too. So as Ross said, the school committee approved it because even though I said most of our job is overseeing the superintendent policy and budget, we also do approve new positions. So folks should know that when they're concerned about seeing new positions added, we're approving those and making sure that we can afford them and they make sense for our kids. And in this case, you know, we heard actually from our student representative. We have a student representative. Yeah, that's right. And Cynthia Torres was with us and she said, you know, I need this. This is a position that I wish Very existed. Nice years ago because she's first generation college student her parents don't necessarily have the experience and you know i think even i was in college a long time ago now my experience isn't relevant so we need to get somebody who is an expert on the fafsa which is how to apply for financial aid and also get kids to start thinking about college before it's too late to make your best decision so that you know what classes you have to take and how your grades are lining up. Um, let's get kids on college campuses in middle school so they feel excited and see that college is a pathway for them. So yeah. folks should check out that position too. It's, yeah. I think, again, going to be a really val- real value add. In, in, in the school committee, we, there, there was a real, real, um, I thought there was a great dialogue, uh, a great conversation about that position and the potential for it to grow. The mayor was saying mm-hmm. that we could even see more people, uh, more than just one a person being hyped in the long mm-hmm. run, you know, mm-hmm. except the importance of, of having that conduit between high school um, and, and what comes after that. And then, you know, the other possibility is that person um, working with our students and keeping an eye on them as they go through the college experience so that they might, uh, you know, consider coming back. You know, that's how things were when I was in school. People kept an eye on me and I was like, hey, you know, Ross, come back to the city, you know, because we want to bring people back into our, our city. You know, people who are graduating from the high school, we want to see um, a diverse staff. We want to see diverse administration. And we want our people who, who grew up in our city to come back. So um, one of the ideas that came up during that conversation about the position was, um, you know, you know, just having an eye to, to help students uh explore options for college, financial aid piece, and for career readiness, and then even, you know, monitor them as they move on and maybe coming back and, and contributing to our city and school. So there's just a lot of exciting stuff going on right now, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, just, uh, you know, with the diversity of uh, of the school committee, I just, uh, you know, what you guys should do is like a potluck dinner, you know, just to... Oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> Could you imagine that that counter? You know, you guys would have I know tremendous amount of food from <laughs> all parts of the world. It would be real, real nice. And um, yeah. so, but that's you know, just to uh, the um, I I think that um, you know, it's it's so important to, to keep adding those different titles. You know, just like you just talked about in in. Um, but you also got to pay attention to people being overwhelmed. Right. You know, and, uh, and then that's when you kind of add to it because just at your level where you're at, 
um, there's a lot of things that are put on your table, you know, and that you have to take care of. And that goes for everybody within the school district. Yeah. I never had such an appreciation. Guys, for, one second. I'm go sorry. Ahead. Um, I never had an appreciation for uh, the school department until I worked there as a school resource officer. And I really understood and you know, really got a, a, a hold of what a teacher goes through, you know, from in the classroom to speaking to parents to speaking to students. And um, so, you know, I, I, I just I just want I, I'd like people that are at the administration level just to maintain and, and, and uh, keep an eye on different positions because people do get overwhelmed especially yeah. when they're taking money from you guys all the time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, 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 and again, that, that, that goes to the importance of, um, you know, it's talking about like overwhelmed and, and, and workloads. It's, it's important that, uh, you know, that, that teachers and builders know that they have people in, in their corner. You know what I'm saying? I mean, um, because our educators, our teachers, our frontline people do, uh, people don't know what, it entails to, to be a teacher. It's a 24-7 job. Um, and it's important that they know that they have school committee members who have their best interests in mind. And again, that's why Colleen's on the, on the show right now. That's why I'm on the show. And we're encouraging our school committee to make sure that they that people know that we're, we're there to advocate and, and push for them. Um, our primary role isn't just being there for teachers, for the students. But my philosophy has always been that um, the better a, a teacher feels, the, the uh, uh, more they feel supported, the more they feel invested in, it translates into the classroom. Um, if a teacher feels alone or isolated or they feel they're being attacked or they feel like their voice doesn't matter, um, that also comes into the classroom. You know, so uh, we, we want to continue to be uh, visible. We want people to come to me. We want people to have conversations with us and to let them know that you have elected officials um, who who have the best interest of their of their health in mind too? Um, it's it's a very very timing job. It's a very exhausting job. Um, and you know what? There's a there's a lack of understanding of um, the separation between city and city um, administration and school department. It's two separate yeah. things. Oh yeah. And they always think, they tend to to put them all together, and you got to realize that it isn't. It's 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 all administrated by different people, different, different title structures, and, and, and they don't have they have a, a, a lack of understanding for that. And it's good that the mayor's there as a chairman because now, you know, he can see both sides and, and be part of it. And that was the way, I mean, it was structured by the forefathers a long time ago. That's the way they did it. They had a bigger, bigger focus. I just lost audio. One second. What the heck? We can hear you, Ross. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Looks like a no. Yeah, he's in a. So we we know what we could do. We can talk about him right now. Sure. <laughs> you got any secrets? You'll never hear it. <laughs> Till later. <laughs> got to tell but, um, laughing, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'll say, Charlie. Um, you know, I think this is where one opportunity for us as a city is to think about the city charter and the city charter is basically just a document that says how we're organized as a city. So, you know, we could rethink things like how the school committee is structured, who is the chair, how many seats there are. Um, other communities are actually looking at doing a ward-based school committee because, you know, as Ross can tell you, it's really hard. And, you know, Charlie, it's really yes. hard to election citywide. So, you know, city councilors can run based on a ward. That means it's your neighborhood. You've only got so many miles to walk. Um, these are questions we could be asking. We could say, why not have ward-based school committee seats? Or what would it take to make sure that our Central and South American community is represented on the school committee? Because, you know, Melissa is the first person, uh, the first Latina from uh, on the school committee. But we've got a really big community that's underrepresented and people who don't speak English, whose kids are in our yeah. schools and maybe aren't getting the best services. But if we don't have them represented, we don't know. True. The uh, Growing up, the bilingual program um, was so huge in the city, um, um, especially in the South End. And, um, you know, I, I know that things have been, you know, not funded yeah, well, you know, it's 
um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to call him. Uh, well, I'll text him and see if I can help him out. It's probably well, a volume rush. Yeah. You know what I can say on that point, Charlie, is we actually have a really great dual language program now at GOMES, and that's a program where kids start in kindergarten and they're learning yes. English and Spanish during the day. And the reason we didn't have this for so long is once upon a time, Massachusetts had a law that said you couldn't teach bilingual education. And if people research that, it ends up being one of the most terrible things that could have happened uh, to our immigrant community. And thankfully it's not in place anymore. And for us, I mean, we would love to see um, more bilingual programs. One of the challenges is finding teachers who are being bilingual and can teach in those programs, but this could be a huge opportunity and growth area and a way to attract people to New Bedford Public Schools to say, your kid can come out of school being a fluent Spanish speaker if they're native mm -hmm. English. And for kids who come in Spanish speaking, it's a great opportunity for them to see their classmates learn to speak their language and not always feel like the kid who's behind and struggling to keep up. So true. Uh, so Guys, great. I am not sure. We, we can hear you, Ross. No audio. We can hear you. Can you hear we us? We can hear you. Probably can't hear us. Okay. Yeah, just test your volume, Ross, on your phone, and, and that's probably the problem. Or, I don't know if the volume on your headphones might be turned down. The uh, this comment here says community members can send comments to the committee at public comments at newbedfordschools.org. Comments will be forwarded directly to the committee members, which is awesome. And that might be Marjorie again. So if that's Marjorie, yeah. thank you, or whoever that is, thank you. Um, yeah. And I'll say that Mar maybe. A, a yeah. safe way to get in touch with us too because it is it's stressful to come show up and and even you need childcare and you have to sit through a meeting um yep. and i'll say at least i pride myself on responding to emails that i get so if you email me and don't hear back you should nudge me again and expect a personal response good good and i'm seeing a um, question about expanding the dual language program so last day knew and this is something ross and i can ask about um as well but last day knew the biggest issue was just having the teachers who can teach the dual language. So right now it's still only at Gomes. Um, but there's an option too, which I learned when I registered my son for kindergarten, which is even if you don't live in the Gomes school district, you can put your child on the wait list um, and there can be opportunities to get in. Yeah. And a good leader will uh, find ways to get it expanded um, just by, you know, there's so many, so many, between grants and there's just so many things out there. You just got to be proactive, you know, and Ross talked about that earlier, you know, offline that, you know, just being proactive as a school committee member, as a principal, as a teacher, you know, um, don't put everything on the administration to take care of everything, you know, be a, be an active participant in, in the district that you work for and just go out and try to find something, you know, and it, it may be something that, you know, where a grant writer sits down with everybody and says, hey, this is what we need. This is what, let's apply for it. And they do it anyway. So I'm, I'm saying this. I know New Bedford does that because they're so active with a lot of things. And there's never enough money. You know, every billionaire says, I want more money. So <laughs> let's, you gotta, there's never enough money. Oh, I think, Ross, I think you're back. We can hear yeah. you. I can just see your lips moving, so uh, I'm just letting Colleen carry the show. I'm not sure what happened. Can you take we, your earbuds out, maybe, and disconnect? Yeah, disconnect. I your, have, yeah. Take these out. Just unplug them. And you my can phone probably said pick it up needs the to be restarted. I need to restart my phone, so. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. But um, maybe I should just say some closing thoughts, and then I'll let Colleen carry. Uh, she don't mind carrying the rest on. Uh, Charlie, one All more right. time, I wanted to thank you we for could, having yeah, me. Yeah, got about 12 minutes. Um, so when I'm on the show, I always have technical difficulties. But, um, no, I appreciate, again, Charlie, I appreciate the platform that you've given us. I appreciate, um, you know, giving a voice to, to the average everyday person. And, um, you know, we want to encourage people, you know, get involved, show up to school committee meetings, um, contact Colleen, contact myself, or the other committee members. Um, and I know the last piece that you asked, Charlie, is who I'd like to nominate to be uh, on the show for next time. I'd like to go with Chris Carter from the school <laughs> committee. I think he'd be great. He's a very stand-up guy. Uh, he's very, very knowledgeable, uh, very, very passionate. Um, 
So, but again, Charlie, thank you very I much. Agree. And Colleen, thank I you agree. for being here with me and uh, for, for getting my feet wet in this whole process. Thanks, Chris Gideon. is a dear friend of mine. Yeah. So. I know Ross can't hear us, but it's great to be serving alongside him. Awesome. Um, Colleen, I have a question for you. And, yeah. Uh, who would you like to see on the Really Charlie podcast? Yeah. So, you know, already Ross has extended the invite to other school committee members. So I think that would be terrific. Um, there could maybe be even ways to investigate some of the programs. So I saw a question about dual language that there could be New Bedford public school staff who might want to come and talk about their programs. And then awesome. another space that I'm really interested in is just, you know, beyond school committee, but the city has this ARPA money, the American Rescue Plan Act, um, millions of dollars once again that are dedicated toward our community. And there's an opportunity right now, the city council is talking about it. Um, I'd love to have that conversation continue. What are we spending our money on? I, as a school committee member, just joined the board of PACE, which is our local um, community action agency that supports families with fuel assistance and um, childcare awesome. and you name it. PACE has a really cool housing strategy that they're proposing. And Josh Amaral, our former colleague on the school committee, is leading some of that work. So I'd encourage you to have Josh come and talk about that housing strategy as well. I, uh, I like when Josh is on the podcast. I, he's one of my favorite guests. And um, I would gladly do that. Um, and everything that you said, I will reach out to the I would I, I follow up with everything that my guests have, have asked me to. And uh, I try to get a, a yes or no by um, whoever I have to. And if they can't come on, I understand it. But I'll find the information out anyways, and then I'll, I'll, I'll actually broadcast it on the on the podcast. So that's a great idea by both of you. And um, you know, let's let's continue to do this. And it may not be all the time that you know Colleen you're on or Ross is on, but. You know what? I I invite this to to all the committee members, um, and uh, you know it would be great to have the mayor on there too. You know, and um, to add his his input um, because you know I, I I give him a five stars for things that he's done with this pandemic, and um, and along with the superintendent, tremendous tremendous job. And um, I, I uh, you know it's a tough 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 thing to do and um they did it so um so next month we'll do this again i really really appreciate this um this will be on youtube um facebook linkedin uh spotify and anchor so you know if you're driving around tomorrow and you want to put it on on your spotify account you can just punch in really charlie and this this will come on which I love listening to the podcast the day after it, it, it just, it's nice. You, um, and not that I'm not paying attention, but you pay attention a little bit better the second time around, catch some things, just like watching a movie, you know, you see the movie and then you watch the second time and say, how did I miss that? You know? So. Right. But, well, Charlie, uh, could I say just a couple of things that I want to sure. with people? Sure. Um, so first of all, again, if people think, Hey, someday I might want to be on school committee, send me an email and my email uh, is cdewicki at newbedfordschools.org and also Marjorie had shared the link. Um, and this is something that, you know, I want to just help people better understand what we do and what the role is. So I invite people to that. The other thing that I'm personally talking about a lot with others in the community, and I'll shout out my neighbor, uh, Yvonne Drayton, who's talked about this with me as well. Nice. There's conversations about how do we get more kids in New Bedford to learn to swim and right now we're about to invest about a million dollars in our pool at the high school and I think what a great opportunity to think about how the public school yeah. pool can be available to more people um if people awesome. are interested in that question it's something that I'm personally pretty passionate about so I would want people to reach out to me if that's something you're thinking about too yeah coach Pont at staying he was instrumental and actually was at New Bedford for a little bit. Um, he was unbelievable. And, um, you know, uh, I had, I would love that idea. That would be awesome. 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 You know, um, the way we learned, I learned how to swim is, uh, my dad threw me in a Creek, you know, <laughs> and, uh, that, that's not, <laughs> that's not good. So, you know, it'd be nice to uh, have some good, good, um, 
instructors to teach some kids how to swim, um, especially uh, the dangers of neighborhood pools and beaches and everything. We definitely need to have them up to par when it comes to swimming. But great idea. Give uh, give your neighbor a high five for me. So well, I damn. really I support that 100%. 100%. Um, because actually, in, I almost died of a drowning. So that's very um, personal to me. So um, I would have never been here uh, if it wasn't for the uh, speedy, uh, quick thinking of a, a man. And he saved my life. So, but uh, swimming is very important. How you swim is, it's, it's crucial. So, um, Ross. I know you're out there is and I want to say happy birthday to Maria Grace, his mom. You know, her birthday was yesterday and uh, she's 21 years old with a 40 something year old son. I don't get it. You know, she's so young and vibrant, you know, and, uh, you know, she's a, a pillar of this community and uh, happy birthday, Mrs. Grace. Colleen, please give your husband a high five for me. Um, I really appreciate you guys. And um, let's do this again. Sounds great. Thanks so much for having me. And thanks, You're Ross, right. for bringing me along. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, Charlie. I really appreciate it. Um, eventually, Charlie, I'm going to be honest. You're not going to have one tech problem. Um, again, Colleen, thank you for carrying it on. And again, Charlie, one more time, thanks for giving us the platform. Um, and, and again, being a voice in our community, Charlie. Um, again, you're not just giving us a voice, but you're a voice too. And um, you thank know, you. So we're going to keep on working together best we can, learning, and uh, again, be involved, parents, contact us, show up to meetings, and be part of your child's um, educational process. And thank you so much, guys. All right. And you guys, listen anytime. I don't care who it is. If you recommend a guest to me, please just get in touch with me. You know, you have my phone, call me. Say, hey, Charlie, you know, I want someone on the Really Charlie. I want someone on the Really Charlie podcast. It could be young or old, you know, or in between. It doesn't matter who they are. I always want to put someone on air, and if it could be a neighborhood baseball coach. You know, anybody, if you want them on air, just let me know, and I'll try to get them on air. All right. Great. Thanks, Charlie. Have a great night. You also. Good night. Thanks, Take guys. care. Good night. All right. Good night. Very, very good people on the New Bedford School Committee. I really, really am proud of this school committee and what they're doing. And uh, they all have titles that are well-deserved. And uh, hopefully we can keep up this, uh, keep up the good work and, and support them. In anything that they're trying to do because they have the best interests of our school district. Um, and there's a comment here. Um, good evening, gentlemen, and Mrs. DeWicky. Yes, good evening. Thank you for that comment. Thank you for everyone for listening. Um, I want to give a shout out to Marjorie for actually putting some facts in the comment section and the go-to uh, websites for us, and uh, that we can uh, go to those like websites like School Spring and and the School Committee uh, agenda and all that. So. Great, great job. Um, and tomorrow I'll be back on here with the group called True. It's uh, two women musicians. Um, they're, they're really doing a great job in the community, booking gigs all over the place. They were on the Paul Santos uh, live podcast um, not too long ago. And uh, I'm going to bring them to the Really Charlie podcast where we get to learn these uh, fabulous musicians right here in uh, our backyard. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you tomorrow at the same time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, I'll also be on on Friday with uh, Coach M100, which is Marvin Speller. And we'll be trying to talk to people about mental health and, and putting mental health as your priority. And on Saturday, I'll be on the Rush Show. And he'll, he has me on there with one of his guests which is Janet Costa. Um, I'm forgetting her married name. I'm sorry, sorry, but we will be talking about her new book. All right, everyone, as I always love to do is highlight you, give people flowers while they're standing. 
and I'm ready to give anyone you wish their flowers. You know, we got to appreciate who we are. Life is precious. God bless. And I will end this podcast with the sounds of Lionel Peter Walker with this fabulous intro. It's the really Charlie podcast. Yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yo, yo, it's the really Charlie podcast. Bump into your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill the glass. Yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yo, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Bump into your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill your glass. Really Charlie Podcast, making memories last. Your time, my time, we all shine on the Really Charlie Podcast. It's the Really Charlie Podcast, making memories last. Your time, my time, we all shine on the Really Charlie Podcast.